outside of Nashville, Tennessee. This is the award-winning podcast, Reality. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for listening tonight. My name is Sandman, and I'll be your guide through this strange realm of ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theories, and other unsolved mysteries that I like to call Reality. And finally, after a long absence, join me back in the secret bunker tonight in the co-host chair, Eric from World We Live In Podcast. Yo, yo, what's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Good to have you back in the co-pilot seat. Yes, good to be here. Socially distanced, of course, still. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Of course. As, as socially distanced as we can get here in the secret bunker. Indeed. Hey, I've cleaned the secret bunker up. It looks it, beautiful. It yeah, looks nice, I walked right? in here and I was yeah. like, dang. Okay. Ne- next thing is the broadcast test here. I got to get all this shit off of the... Uh, all the uh, out of here. Yeah. Uh, make it look more professional. Hey, I feel that. Yeah. I don't know, you know, because it's very important to look professional on the podcast. Hey, right. look good, feel yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Look good, feel good, sound good. Yeah. Everything's good. All that jazz. Yeah. So welcome back, man. Thank you. It's good, yeah, good it's to have you back. Good to be back. Um, yeah, the summer here in Nashville is in full force. Full force, yeah. It is, uh, it is uh, brutal. I never get used to it. I say it every year, and it's the same... <laughs> Uh, yeah but there's no there's no such thing as climate change though there's no global warming or no no of course not i'm I'm glad they got away from global warming and started using the term climate change because that's really more it really i mean it it really is more a factual statement like the climate changing yeah well i got a question for you yes what if you had a son or maybe a best friend who left you a note saying that he was gonna board an alien spacecraft and fly into space on some unknown secret mission, be gone for 42 months, and that you needed to take all of his, his earthly possessions here and sell them. What would I do? Well, yeah. I'd probably pack him a lunch and send him on his <laughs> way. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I mean that's, that's an extreme statement. Yeah. Um, well, what if you never saw or heard from that person again, ever? I'd be creeped out, to be honest. Yeah. Like, what, like, what actually happened? I mean, nobody well, really knows. Would you believe that the person, uh, would you think that he was just crazy, or would you think he was telling the truth? I mean, I f- if it were my child or even my sister, I feel like I would have to believe them well, to a certain extent. What if I told you mm-hmm. that for months prior to disappearing, that, that person in question have been telling you and, and everybody else that aliens were telepathically communicating with him. Would that change your mind? No. Okay. So what if that same person, who's kind of a weird guy, a loner, who had a difficult time fitting in with the rest of society, uh, you know, what uh, would that change your mind? If you knew that that person was having trouble fitting in, a bit of a loner, that yes. make you think differently. Yes, I think yep. a little bit. Yep. What if that person was also a known drug user? Would that make a difference in what you thought? Depends on which drug, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> different drugs. Different. A couple drugs, of different yes. drugs. Well, that's exactly what we're going to be looking into tonight here on Pair Reality. Eric and I are going to be investigating the strange taste, the strange taste, the strange case. Maybe he tasted funny there, too. I, mean, I don't could know. Be some metallic I, I don't know. Taste. I don't know. But yeah, so Eric and I are going to be investigating the strange case of Granger Taylor. This was a loner 
who had trouble fitting in with those around him. He was a mechanical genius who also said that he was communicating with aliens. And unfortunately, he was also a heavy drug user. And uh, he mysteriously disappeared over 40 years ago and hasn't been seen or heard from since. He left his family a cryptic note that said that he was going to be exploring the quote-unquote vast universe and that they should sell all of his belongings. And there was no clue in the note as to exactly where he was going or exactly when he would return. So did Granger Taylor really go exploring the universe with aliens or did he simply disappear just because he couldn't fit in with normal society? Or maybe he committed suicide. So to all you listeners out there, I want you to join Eric and I as we investigate the strange case of Granger Taylor. To learn more, you'll have to turn on, tune in, and find out. Before we do that, though, Eric, you a you a big dream guy? You a, you like uh, interpret dreams or? I, I'm actually a very big dream guy. Yeah, I yeah. I my dreams are very vivid, so I've uh-huh. always had an interest in dreams. Yeah. You want you want to hear story? You want to hear something? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, check this out. Okay. Last night, I I I don't really remember my dreams. Okay. Very rarely. I'll wake up in the morning and go, man, I had this dream last night, but I don't remember what it was. Mm. So uh, I had a dream last night. Yeah. It's very vivid. Sticks in my head. It was a dream about me, Mrs. Sandman. Okay. Sammy Hagar. Wow. Michael Anthony. Okay. And Chewbacca. Could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of places we could go with that. that. My mind just went a few places, <laughs> but uh, yep. So let me tell you okay. about this dream. Yeah, yeah. And this has nothing to do with the Granger Taylor, but I, I got to tell you about this. I feel, so, I, there's yeah. something in me that says Eric must know this. Okay. And so does everybody else that's listening. Yep. So I had this dream where there was some sort of global apocalypse going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, why or how, anything. It was just a global apocalypse. So the only way that you could survive this, because whatever was going on, Earth and all life on it was doomed. Okay. But there was only one way to survive it, and that was you had to go into this big industrial-type building and go down into the basement, Uh and down there was this dude, and this dude had a doorway to another dimension. And that was the only way that you were going to go in there. And the dimension was pretty much parallel to... What's, what's going on here on Earth, okay. right? Yeah. So the catch was when you open the door, there's a bunch of gas and all this other sorts of stuff. So you had to wear a gas mask. Okay. And you couldn't just walk through the door. You had to run. Okay. And there was a certain pattern that you had, a certain path that you had to follow and a certain pattern that you had to repeat or else you would die. So you had to do this thing, and the guy was like, you know, don't worry. I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. You can just follow me. And I've taken lots of people through this, and, you know, they've all survived if they do exactly what I tell them. And so there's a group of us people there, and, you know, there's me and my wife, and my wife's like, hell, yeah, I'm going. Give me the gas mask. I'm getting out of here. And we turn, and there was someone behind us, and it's like, well, I've been through it before and come back a few times. I'll take them. And I turn around and look, and it's Sammy Hagar. And standing right beside him is his best friend in the world, Michael Anthony. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, me and Mike have been through it. We've taken a lot of people through. I'll take these people through. 
And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go, Sammy yeah. Hagar. Yeah, Sammy Hagar. I yeah. should do it. Yeah, I mean, you got to. Yeah, I mean, if Sammy Hagar wants to save your life, hell yeah, Sammy Hagar, <laughs> save my life, you know? Yeah. And there was also this little child there who had, I don't know how we knew this, but we knew that the child had lost his parents. Okay. Right? So the thing is we can't take the child with us because there's only so many people that can go in a group at the time. The child can't go with us. And uh, we're worried about the child. And once again, Sammy Hagar is like, don't worry about the child. Chewbacca here will take him through. And I turn around and look, and there's Chewbacca, like, wearing pants and a tank top. Wow. Like, what's up, dude? I'll take care of the kid, you know? Child was human, though? Yeah. Yeah. Human child. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Human child. Wow. And so we're like, okay, I guess Chewbacca is going to take care of this kid. So my wife is like, screw it, I'm gone. And she takes off running, uh-huh. and Sammy Hagar is right with her. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I put on my gas mask, and here we go. And we're running through this dark tunnel. Yeah. And we had to turn, like, right and left and all this other sorts of stuff. And we get to the end of the darkness, and we come out, and there we are in the parallel universe. Yep. But it's not over with because in order to cement ourselves in the parallel universe, we have to keep going on this weird path. So, like, there's a house, and we have to run up to the house. Okay. Touch the door and then turn around and run away while still wearing our gas mask. We had to do it exactly the same way that Sammy Hagar did it and take the exact same path. So we're doing all this weird shit, That's but we have to run the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't walk or else you'll die for whatever reason. Okay. So we're running and we're doing all this crazy shit that Sammy Hagar is showing us how to do. And we finally wind up back at my home, except we're at my in my neighbor's driveway and not in my driveway. You're you're in the parallel universe. In the parallel universe. Yeah. yeah. It's my my home in the parallel Uh universe. But we're standing in my neighbor's driveway. And we're like, okay, Sammy Hagar's like, okay, you can take your gas mask off now. I'm like, wow, this is my home is right next door. And we're all out of breath and everything. We're like, somebody said, the kid, what about the kid? And I'm like, oh, my God, the kid. So I start trying to look for the kid. And all of a sudden, I get mental images of this kid that the kid is sending to me telepathically. The kid is sending me images into my brain with him running down the street and Chewbacca's running with him. Oh and Chewbacca's my. like furs off floating in the breeze and shit and he's yeah, got his yeah. tank top on and everything and he's running. And I'm like, oh man, Chewbacca's got this kid. Chewbacca's really got this kid. And so I'm telling everybody, hey, the kid is telepathically communicating with me and here's what's going on. We need to wait here for him. So then in just a little bit, somebody, some lady pulls up on her motorcycle and like kicks the kid off and she takes off. And I'm like, it's the kid. And the kid's like, yeah, I'm here. And I was like, well, where's Chewbacca? Yeah. And the kid's like, oh, he didn't make it. Oh, no. I'm like, what do you mean Chewbacca didn't make it? And he was like, well, when they were choosing people to go through the, the door, they told him he couldn't go because he was too old, because he's really, really old. And I was like, but I saw you running down the street with Chewbacca. He's like, no, that's just, I was just pretending that he was with me. It was really that lady on the motorcycle. I was just pretending that it was him. And I'm like, so Chewbacca didn't make it? And he's like, no, Chewbacca didn't make it. I'm like, no, Chewbacca's dead. Oh, my God, no. And then the Millennium Falcon comes flying out of the sky and is like flying over my house. I'm like, it's Chewbacca. <laughs> and the kid's like, no, that's just that's that's just his soul. With He's with Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon, and they're flying off into the universe. And I'm like, no, Chewbacca. And then I wake up. 
So, Mr. Wow. Dream Guy, interpret that dream for that me. That is extremely involved. Um, yes. I mean, there's a few angles that I think of. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so anxious to hear this. Yes. So. <laughs> Number one, do I need to go check myself into a psychiatric hospital? No. <laughs> no, I, okay. I think you're good. Okay, that's good. Just my professional opinion. Okay. Um, so my first inter- uh, thought is the parallel universe type thing. Yeah. Because there's these, um, I don't know if they're real. I don't think they're real. I think they're more like internet mystery type of thing. But there's these rituals that you supposedly can do that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the elevator game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the elevator game is one of them. And that's weird that you had to follow a certain pattern to get to the next universe. Mm-hmm. There's also some weird game I heard of on a different podcast uh, about, like, you blindfold yourself at night in the dark in your home, and you have to you have to take a certain amount of steps, and if you take a certain amount of steps, you get transferred into a parallel universe. <laughs> so okay. I don't, don't know what you've been listening to, but <laughs> that's where my mind goes. Maybe it's um, my sleep medication, this. I, hey, I, t- I tried <laughs> sleep meds in college once and had some really messed up dreams. So. But I didn't take my meds last night, so I don't yeah. know. It was, it was really weird. Um, I so. mean, Sammy Hagar being there, probably the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And somewhere yeah. we lost Michael Anthony along the way. I don't know what the hell happened to him. but Yeah, that's right. He, was, didn't, he yeah, just disappeared. He just, he just dropped out of the dream. Yeah, yeah. not important enough. Maybe. Yeah, apparently. He was just <laughs> an ancillary role. You know? <laughs> I don't know. But apparently Chewbacca was really important to me for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it was very important that Chewbacca live and Chewbacca they wouldn't let him through the door because he was too old which yeah. made no sense but the kid's kind of strange yeah I don't know what the kid don't know what the kid maybe is maybe my issues of abandonment as a child <laughs> I don't know I have, hey if there's anybody that's listening to this <laughs> and can interpret that dream sandman at parareality.com that's my email address yeah. please for God's sake <laughs> email me and let me talk to you please oh because this is really weird I know. I'll just do this real short one, but I had a, I had one this past week where I was back at prom in high school with oh, the girls no. I went with at prom. And you I say was, girls as in plural? Well, junior, stud, yeah. <laughs> junior year and senior year. I okay. Mean. Right. Uh, but the one girl that I went with one year, uh, her sister had a crush on me, so that was a whole thing. But I was it was I was reconciling that with her and then I was literally with everybody I went to prom with and I'm just like I don't know how that shit pops in your brain. It's just so random at sometimes. Yep. I just don't understand them. But anyway. Yeah. I don't get yeah, it it's either. Weird. It's weird. I don't get it either. But anyway, that had nothing to do with Granger Taylor. So uh, <laughs> we got no, it did not. <laughs> we got to get into Granger Taylor. But before we do that, it is time for one of my favorite parts of the podcast, which is fan mail. And this comes from listener Kasima. Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard from her in a while. Okay. Apparently, she's moved. She's got a new place. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Gosh. So, she says, uh, the new place I have moved in, a uh, new place I have moved into is an old house duplex in Oregon Hill. I live upstairs, and to my delight over horror, it's haunted. It was built in the 1880s, like a lot of the houses in that era, after the Civil War. I've seen something like an energy, like when you see heat rising off a hot surface that's that's translucent. Uh, Seen that in doorways. And I've had cold touches to my skin and pulling at my clothes. I talked to whoever whoever it is, I believe two males, 
one cat. And she talks to them every day now, she says. They used to chase my cat around, and I had to ask them to stop uh, to stop because my cat is disabled and shouldn't be running around because he has wobbly cat syndrome. And here's the freaky part. One freaky part is once when I was showering and the shower curtain started violently shaking like someone was taking their fist and punching it. So you bet I talk to them about privacy. Occasionally, I see a cat turning a corner when my cat is clearly in my view or on my lap. I also have crystals that get moved around my room by them, which is funny and also annoying when I can't find what I'm looking for. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah. Man. So it sounds to me like she may have some sort of residual haunting on her hands. Yes, definitely. Um, It'd be nice to know the history of the house so that we could get a better understanding of, of what or who may be hanging around. Yep, yep. You know, I, I, I feel um, getting to know the history is all, especially if something that old and you think that, you know, you have that going on, getting to know the history is very important if you can find out anything about the history. You may have to go to the local uh, town, county, uh, yeah, the county yeah, clerk's town office or, or, you know, yeah. library, something like that. And I like the fact, Kasima, that you speak to whatever it is that's in your apartment. And I think that if you ask whatever that entity is to not do something and it complies with that, that it's probably meaning that it's not harmful. You know? Yes. Everything I've heard and read about those encounters, it's it's good to make your intentions known to yep. whatever is there. So, yep. Yeah. And it sounds like she's in, she has some sort of in-touchness to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, always helpful. Exactly. There's yeah. there's a relationship that's being established there, it uh-huh. sounds like. Yeah. So with all that being said, just don't let your guard down just yet. Um, I'm a big believer in, in gut instincts. So yep. Um, yep. Same. I go with your gut in deciding whether or not you think this thing is, is, is friendly. Um, it sounds to me like it probably is. I think it's just uh, let you know it's there. Maybe it's lonely or... Something like that, but I, I don't I don't think this thing is uh, uh, just from the email description. Doesn't sound like it's a, it's a it's a bad entity, like it's evil or anything. Yeah, it does not. Yeah. So and if you, plus since the cat isn't freaking out all the time, then that's probably another good sign too. Animals are always the first. Yeah. They got they got a sixth yep. sense. Yeah. Exactly. So if the cat is continuing to freak out and everything, then uh, then I would you know raise some suspicion. But if the cat's not freaking out and nothing really bad's happening to you, and you're telling them, hey, these are the boundaries, and they're obeying that, I think you'll be fine. I don't think you have a, anything to worry about. Yeah, I agree. So uh, keep us posted. If yeah, you capture definitely. anything on video or, or with your cell phone camera or anything like that, let me know. Send me an email. So thanks, Kasima, for the email. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Now that we've uh, answered an email question, take a listen to this for a second. Error Reality is a proud member of the Straight Up Strange podcast network. To learn more about all the awesome podcasts that are members of the Straight Up Strange family, go to straightupstrange.com and get strange. Hey. How would you like to be an agent of chaos? What is chaos? It's the knowledgeable apprentices of Sandman, and that's what I call my Patreon account members. 
I'm looking for new agents and I'd love it if you'd sign up to become one. There are three levels of agents and all are extremely affordable, $5 a month or less. Each level offers exclusive content along with the ability to help create podcast episodes and even the chance to be a guest or a co-host. To learn more, head on over to patreon.com slash parareality. 100% of the proceeds from Patreon goes back into producing quality content for this podcast. You are listening to the Parareality Podcast, your information source for conspiracy theories, UFOs, the paranormal, and all things unexplained. New episodes drop the first Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Listen on your favorite podcast station. Turn on, tune in, and find out. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Uh, We're back, and finally we're going to talk about Granger Taylor. In case you have never heard of this guy, this is a very just weird, weird story. On the stormy night of November 29th, 1980, Granger Taylor left a note for his parents to find. And it said that he had gone to board an alien spaceship after recurring dreams had told him he was going to embark on a 42-month interstellar journey. And it was a very short note, and this is what it says, word for word. Dear mother and father, I have gone away to walk on board an alien spaceship as recurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe then return. I am leaving behind all my possessions to you as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide to help. Love, Granger. And then that night, he vanished. Both his family and the police spent months searching for him, but no one could uncover any leads on where he could be. And in his own will, He had crossed out the word death and replaced it with departure. So what do you think about that? That is just creepy, man. It is a little creepy. Um, You know, death is very finite. Departure, Mm -hmm. not as much. Not as much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the circumstances surrounding everything are very strange. Um, From everything we've read, he was definitely a, uh, he wasn't mainstream. You know, he didn't have a mainstream job. He didn't, he didn't um, think like normal people or normal people. He was very uh, by himself, Mm -hmm. built some, built and um, refabbed some ridiculous things and was really good working on, uh, I guess, mechanical engineering. He was like a mechanical. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So definitely a unique person. And one of the other weird things that I found out about this is that uh, there's a, a, a newspaper there, the local new newspaper called the Times Colonist. Mm. According to that newspaper, there was some sort of map that was drawn on the back of the note, but the significance of it has never been determined. And I haven't been able to find a picture or a description or anything of what 
that map was. No, I've not either. I do have, which I'm going to have posted up on the website, uh, I do have a, a uh, image of his handwritten note. Yes. I've got that, but... I believe the drawing was like a, a path up to the mountain, uh, Mount, Mount Sicker, which is the mountain around the town. Or the yeah. town that's around the mountain, I should say, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's probably a good bet, but I I haven't found anything but that yeah, can corroborate anything like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was really weird. Mm-hmm. And um, that same article said that the last time anyone saw Granger Taylor was uh, he was leaving a local diner, Bob's Grill, and that was sometime around six thirty p.m. local time. Same. Yep, that's yep. what I got. Yeah. So no one heard from 42 months is that's that's a long time. It's a long time. It's also very specific. Yeah, why 42? Yeah, I don't like, know. Um don't know why. Um Yeah, there there's nothing so he 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 was also uh reported on having telepathic messages from from the aliens. From the yeah. aliens. Mm-hmm. Um there's no description because the article I was reading was basically um, there were excerpts from a conversations that he was having with his best friend, I think, at the mm-hmm. time. And his friend was saying that he was um, having these telepathic messages, um, but they never say what the telepathic messages entailed. I know. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no, um, once again, no descriptor as to what exactly they were saying. Yeah. And getting back to the, the, the 42 months thing, why mm-hmm. why 42? Because, okay, you got 12 months in a year, right? So 48 months yeah. is four years, right? Yeah, is three, that is yeah, my math right on that? Yeah, you're right. right. Three and a half years is okay. 42. Yeah, so he's only going to be gone three and a half years. Why, why three and a half? Why, you know, what's what's the significance of, of that, why not three question. or why not four? Why three and a half? I would love to know what the, but we don't know what was going through his mind, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, we have we have no idea. So no one hears from this guy. Police can't find him. Parents can't find him. No one hears from him. No one sees him. Nothing. And you fast forward six years. Yep. So now you're looking at 1986. Mm-hmm. Local forestry workers found a blown up vehicle somewhere. Uh, British Columbia's uh, Mount Prevost, if I'm pronouncing that right, yep. which was not far from the Taylor family home. So Granger Taylor was familiar with this area, and the rumor also goes that he was uh, really familiar with dynamite as well um, because he had um, used that to blow up stumps when he was stumping mm and that uh, some of the dynamite that his parents had on their property had uh, disappeared the night he disappeared. Mm. So um, you got this guy's missing, and the dynamite's missing, and then six years later you found a truck yep. all blown up. That just kind of, and guess whose truck it was? It was his, yeah. right? It was Granger Taylor's truck. Only one person. You know? yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously, the police were called, and they were able to confirm by the VIN number on the on the truck that that was 
Granger Taylor's truck. Mm. And they also found a piece of his shirt and some bone fragments at the scene. Mm. So this kind of leads you to believe, well, maybe he blew himself up. I mean, either accidentally or on purpose. Yeah. Um, Now, this was way back before all we had all the science that we got now with the DNA and all that other sorts of stuff. But now we could take that bone fragment and scratch some DNA out of it and go, yeah, that was him or no, I don't. But, I mean, so you just look at the circumstantial evidence. Man's missing, haven't seen or heard from him. Find his truck, it's blown up. There's a piece of his shirt and some bone. Two plus two is four. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Sounds like Granger Terror blew himself up to me. You know? Yeah, that's a conclusion you you would have to come to. Right. Mm-hmm. And they they did an official coroner's inquest, and the inquest deemed that due to circumstantial evidence found at the blast site that he had indeed been killed. And the coroner's office concluded that Taylor had been carrying dynamite in his truck and at some point, whether, like I said, on purpose or by accident, it went off yep. in kablooey. So you, you have all this circumstantial evidence, yet you have this um, cryptic note that says, hey, I'm going to go off on an interstellar journey with some aliens. Yeah. So you have a question here of, you know, was he abducted by aliens and taken to space, or was he having some sort of delusions that caused him to blow himself up? Yeah. Or was it all just some sort of elaborate hoax that he created himself so that he could disappear and start a new life? Because mm. I, I got some some intel on that. Oh, okay. okay. I yeah, like that. Yeah. I like that. So – and some people say that he was uh, possibly recruited by some sort of sp- secret spy agency, you know, or, uh, of course, you know, maybe he died by suicide, mask- he's masking his intentions with a suspicious note to mm. ease the burden on his family. Mm. You know, so you've got a lot of conjecture and stuff going on. And yep. this guy, I'm not going to say he's, like, super famous in the world of ufology, but he's not definitely not unknown. Yeah, I would say somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So, somewhere in the middle. Yep. I mean, because once again, you you just take a look at just the evidence that you've got, which is there's his truck, it's blown up, bone fragments. There's his shirt, dead. Yeah, you know. But then you look at this this creepy note, and you gotta wonder, you know. Plus, he was telling people, "Hey, I'm." These yeah. people or these aliens are contacting me. Yeah, he didn't make you know? it. He didn't uh, hide this from anyone. He was no. he actively told people about the aliens and mm-hmm. his um, telepathic messages. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wish that someone would have. I wish we could have some sort of of, of transcript of of what he told yeah. people that the aliens were telling because that would be yeah, that would, that would be nice. great to kind of get a look into what his mindset was. Mm. Um, so. He also uh, he had a fascination with aliens and UFOs. He built his Dude. own UFO that he used to actually sleep in. Yeah, it had, had like, like a, a couch. couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like a, a TV. stove. Yeah, yeah. yeah used to spend the night in there That's sometimes awesome, and everything. Honestly. Yeah, I know it was great. Yeah. I was like, I wish I could do stuff like that. Yeah. So he was he was a talented dude. He was. You know, yeah. He could build stuff, and he was very like I said at the beginning, he was a mechanical genius. Now, at some point, remember I said that I had some intel 
yes. About, yes. about this. So at some point in his life, he actually told one of his friends that if he wanted to disappear, all he'd have to do was grow a beard and move to another country, and no one would know who he was. Uh, okay. So now I don't know the context to that. I don't know, you know, what was going what on, was going on yeah. why he would say yeah. that. That, but that's that's all the info that I've got is that he told someone that. So that was also something that at some point he had at least thought about in passing. For sure. But why would he want to think? Why would he want to do that? Maybe because he had a hard time fitting in. Just want yeah. to move somewhere because, yeah. I mean, coming from someone who, I'm not going to say I was an awkward kid, but I was very shy when mm-hmm. I was young. Mm-hmm. So when you're shy, it's kind of hard to make friends, right? It so is, you kind of yeah. you kind of don't fit in, yeah. you know, because of your shyness. So I can understand him when he's how he felt when he didn't fit in, and I can understand him just wanting to like I just want to go somewhere else where no one knows me and start all over again, but. We don't have any evidence that this was exactly what happened. That's true. Um, I mean, he also he w- he was basically self-employed. He would do odd jobs now and then based on his mechanical uh, skills, and so he. I don't think there's really any way to track him, if possible. You know, he didn't have like an employer or right. any. He wasn't grounded. He would. He yeah. Had a very. He lived a very flexible lifestyle. Like I read a story. He, he like plowed through like half a mile of forest to find this abandoned uh, rail car, and or uh, I know it was like a steam engine. And he like went in there, like fixed the whole steam engine, and then I think a museum bought it from him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, but he had to bring it out of the woods too. So this dude was like just doing whatever he wanted. Really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, really, really weird guy, but really super talented when Very it came talented. to machines and mm-hmm. mechanics and stuff like that. So I guess it's possible that for some unknown reason he maybe became tired of living the life he was living and decided to, you know, just pack up and, and leave to start a new life somewhere else. But yeah. I think ultimately that he w- he was close with his family, and if that's true, then that theory doesn't make sense. And I think yeah, he was close yeah. with his family. Agreed. Really, that's like all that he had. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, he lived on his parents' property mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, yep, yep. So, like I said, he was he was very shy. He was eccentric, which doesn't make it easy to fit in. Coming from someone who was really shy as a kid, you know, I I can identify with that. So, it usually, if you're shy as a child. And that carries, I grew out of my shyness, but if you don't, and that carries over with you as an adult, it makes it difficult to fit in as an adult too. Mm. So, but he was that mechanical genius. You know, he did, he hauled that old train out of the forest to restore it. And um, he built a, um, he rebuilt a World War II aircraft. Yes. You know? Uh, Kitty Uh, Hawk, yeah. 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 So, you know, he had... Maybe, just a speculation here, maybe he was um, high on the autism scale. Mm. Maybe he had some form of autism or a touch of autism that would make it, that would, you know, I don't know. You can't, autism's not the go-to answer for every mental illness. Of course not, yeah. But it seems like, you know, 
autism and uh, you're bipolar. That's yeah. If there's something wrong with you mentally, it's one of these two these mm-hmm. days. Those are the hot button topics. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, so we had this smart guy, but yet was he delusional or was he really communicating with aliens? Um. So there was there was actually a. Seems like a pretty legit sighting in this area 10 years prior to the disappearance of him. Mm-hmm. Did, did you come across any of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was by four nurses. Um, and they claimed, uh, the nurse said that just as I pulled the drapes, they were obviously in the hospital and she was taking care of a patient. And she goes, just as I pulled the drapes, a brilliant light hit me in the eyes. It was still dark outside, about six, but about 60 feet away, right above the children's ward to my left. There was a big object so bright that she could see everything. Um, the object was circular and had what I guess you would call a top and a bottom. The bottom was silvery like metal, and it was shaped like a bowl. She said there was a string of bright lights around it like a necklace. The top was a dome made of something like glass, and it was lit up in the inside. Wow. Weird. Yeah. That's a very good description. And there were, there were beings inside as well. She claims they were fine, tall, well-built men. Okay. <laughs> Tight-fitting suits. Mm. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like what I wear just around the house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there was that, which lends some credence. And then mm-hmm. um, also we know that mountains are always a hub for odd phenomena. Yeah. You have Mount Fuji in Japan and Mount Shasta, weird mm-hmm. things happen. Um, the, the, was it the... Was it the brown mountain lights or the green mountain yeah. lights or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mountains are always a hub for strange phenomena. So, you know, we're cool. we're pretty close here in Nashville. We're pretty sm- close to the Great Smokies. Yes. And yes. Uh, been some Sasquatch sightings and stuff. So. Been a lot of weird stuff, yeah. and yeah, yeah. In the I mean, you look at the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of mountains out there, and of Tons. course, you got you know all kinds of reports of Sasquatch and stuff out there. So yep. yeah, mountains are always a hub of of something unusual. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Now it. One of the things that's uh, kind of telling about about all of this is that um, around the time of his disappearance, that was a time when pop culture was really, um, let's just say, aliens and, and interstellar travel and stuff like that was really big in yep. pop culture. And he did have this ongoing obsession with space and space travel and... Um, Aliens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And according to something that uh, I read, that just before his disappearance was when he decided to build that life-size spaceship replica on his parents' farm. Yeah. They had the couch and the TV and the stove and all that. And he would actually yeah. sometimes sleep in that thing. Yeah. And then almost a month prior to his vanishing, he had a friend named Bob Nelson, and he told Bob that he was in direct contact with aliens, and he said that he would lay awake at night and get mental communications with someone from another galaxy. Mm. He couldn't see who he was talking to. They were just 
talking to him through his mind. And Bob said that uh, most people thought that he was, you know, just making this all this stuff up. Yeah, I mean, if if someone came to me and was telling me that, and they were not like a close friend, I probably would dismiss them. But if yeah. they were like a close friend, I think I would tend to believe, you know, someone close to me. So, so if I if I came up to you and like, dude, yeah. Are putting pictures in my mind. Yeah, you'd be like, "Yeah, sure, dude." Can we? Honestly, we, probably, yeah. Can we? We're gonna go to this place. It looks like a hospital, but it's really not. Can, <laughs> as long as you don't get probed, I mean, the aliens are in there. Can we? <laughs> no, I I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, if especially if you've known someone for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, I can see that. But if if you've known someone and they're pretty eccentric and they come to you and say, Hey man, I'm communicating with aliens at night. And you know, this guy's already kind of weird to start off with. I don't know. I mean, just, just speaking for me, I would be like, Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, um, God, it's so, it's, it's so hard because if you're, if it's my best friend, if it's my best friend in the whole entire world, my best friend comes to me and says, dude, I'm aliens are contacting me, man. And they're putting they're through my mind and yeah. they're telling me all these things. I would probably be more inclined to sit down and go, okay, tell me about it. You know? Uh huh. And I think there's a, I think there's a borderline between from what I can tell the Granger was not like, you know, he wasn't like paranoid. He wasn't, like schizophrenic, he wasn't right. like freaking out. So there's, I think there's one end of the spectrum where there's those kind of, those kind of instances where mm-hmm. people are telling you that, and then there's other instances where, for instance, my dad had a cousin who, um, who basically, uh, in college, told my dad that the CIA was after him and that people were gonna like coming knock down his door and he was he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. So I think there's that end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. and then there's from what it seems to be like Granger was where is he eccentric? Yeah. Um, but if he's just like matter of factly telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight up saying that to you. I think yeah. I would have a more tendency. I yeah. I see what, I see what you're saying. That. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting that how, when people are having those psychotic breaks that like yeah. your, your dad's cousin or whoever, yeah. why do, I wonder why most of the time it's always the government is, is after them. I agree. I've I've always it's thought either the same that thing. or something religious, like I'm Jesus. Yes, it's always one you of know? the two. I've thought that many times before. Yeah, I know there's got to be an answer for that somewhere, and I probably should know that, being that I work in healthcare. But <laughs> mental um, illness is not my bag. Yeah, you know? and it's so a complicated bag. It is sure. a very complicated. It's a very deep and complicated bag. Yeah. So here's one of the things that throws a monkey wrench, as far as I'm concerned, into the whole. He got you know, on an alien ship and zoomed off into space. Yep. Was that um, according to some friends of his, they say that he was doing quite a lot of acid throughout mm. that summer. But they, they said he didn't have any bad acid trips. Yeah. And didn't really, you know, have any, like, unwanted effects or anything like that. But... He was doing acid, and he was also a heavy marijuana user. Okay. So, 
marijuana just that just like that chills you out, makes you want to scarf sure. Doritos, right? Yeah. Acid can do it, it runs the gamut. Dude. Yeah. It Messy. generally does not chill you out though. No, you know. No. So if he started dropping a lot of acid, that could kind of um, bring into question some of the decisions that was that he was making, and could kind of explain why he thought aliens were contacting him through his his mind. Uh, and the same group of friends also said that he frequently was talking about going into outer space and about being in some kind of mental contact with an alien. And he was, like you said, really matter of fact about it. Just like, hey, this is this is what it is. And and he even went so far as to tell them that, you know, hey, I'm going to be leaving soon. And and uh, that was like, you know, a, a couple of days before he actually disappeared. And just they all seemed to accept that, you know, well, he said he was going to be leaving with aliens and he wrote a note. So they're all just kind of on the on on the train that yeah he's yeah. he's up there with some aliens but it's been 40 plus years that's way longer than 42 months it is very long maybe he was talking maybe maybe it was supposed to be 42 years and it's not 42 months we'll have know. to keep a tab on that <laughs> yeah it's getting close <laughs> it's, it's coming it's up getting very close uh the ass that acid thing does throw a monkey wrench yeah into the uh into the equation because you're right acid can Acid can mess you up if you have a bad yeah. trip, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can come back on you, too, you know. Like you, you mean, like, some, down the line? Like, flashbacks and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, that kind of, with all that being said, it's kind of unclear to me what kind of, what, what fueled his belief that he was communicating with aliens, you know. It's entirely possible that, his acid trips caused him to lose sense of what was real and what was make-believe. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's also documented that he smoked quite a bit of, of uh, marijuana, and he may have also been prone to depression and bouts of uh, mania, so he could have been bipolar, and that could have helped play a role in all of this. Um, he was never diagnosed with anything, as far as I know. Yep. Never saw a psychiatrist. But... You know, just according to all accounts from his his friends and family, then you know it sounds to me like he's a candidate at the very least for someone who was manic or had bipo- bipolarism. Yeah. So. Really creepy. Really weird. It's it's creepy because there's no. I mean, they never found a body, which is strange. No. Nope. Found bone fragments, um, but you know that. There's no conciseness there. Um, they, you're right. They found his truck, but like, yeah, it doesn't really yield any results. Um, I mean, concisively, I think they've come to the conclusion that he did blow himself up. But um, also, the the whole explosive thing, I don't understand if he was actually going to get aboard an alien craft because. I'm not sure what the motive would be for the dynamite. That's kind of weird. Maybe they wanted him to bring it with them. I don't, I don't I, know. I, maybe they're flying to another planet to blow it up. I don't know. Some <laughs> sort of just one stick of dynamite. That's all you need to blow this planet up. <laughs> yeah, just toss it. Um, but that—that's a weird. Um, that doesn't really come together. Uh, 
That which is pretty much this whole story. Things just not coming together. It, things don't come together. No, they don't. Uh, and you know, to your point about you know them finding his truck and bone fragments and stuff. Let's just say that he went out there intentionally and was like, "I'm going to blow myself up." Yeah. And he sat there with a couple of sticks of dynamite in his lap in his truck and waited for it to go boom. Yep. Then you're not gonna find necessarily a whole lot of body parts. Okay. No, that's true too. Yeah. And we're talking about six years later. Yeah. So whatever was, was there had probably been picked over and yeah. all that sorts of stuff and scattered to the winds by, by all the, the wildlife. But what I find uh, interesting is that no one reported hearing an unexplained boom, mm, Yeah. you know, so I don't know how far up in the mountains he was, how far away from civilization or th- from the town that he, that, that truck was, but, I mean, if he was up there and he blew himself up, then he went to great lengths to make sure that no one was going to find him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because mm-hmm. if he would just, like, obviously there had to have been some sort of road or something up the mountain, right? So yep. it's not like he just obviously didn't just drive up the road, park on the side of the road and blow himself up because someone would have found that. He obviously had to take his truck and go off-roading somehow. Yep. We're talking about a Toyota here. Yeah. So even There's if some it sort was of premeditated, yeah. even if it was four-wheel drive, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of effort in a Toyota in 1980. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it does. So he deliberately made it very difficult for someone to find him, and he did mm-hmm. a good job because for six years no one found that. Yeah, no one found it. So if he were going to go on an alien spaceship but make wanted to make it look like oh I'm dead yeah. then he would have made it much easier for them to find the truck yeah you know in, in my opinion yeah because that would just oh well okay he killed himself there's the truck you know he blew himself up you know yeah, that's true so I don't I don't know uh, I don't know it's a weird one yeah so in conclusion here, we really, even all the way up to this day, no one is absolutely certain what happened to Granger Taylor. Rumors always are going to circulate that his body was found, you know, here and there. There's one that says his body was found hanging in a tree not too far from the blast site. Uh, others say that uh, they think he started a new life in South America somewhere. Uh, you know, people, of course, believe that he's dead. People believe that he's up there with the aliens. Uh, there are also those who have reported to, uh, who have resorted to, to um, bringing up these wild conspiracy theories about Granger Taylor. Um, if you look in some of the online UFO and, and blog sites like Mysterious Universe, yes, um, they have an abundance of theories. Uh, aliens blew up Taylor's car to make it look like he killed himself. Uh, it was a one-way trip, and he knew he'd never be allowed to return to Earth, and the other goes, he used uh, dynamite to blast himself into space and or because of his genius ability that he was recruited by some sort of secret agency or something like that. So, I kind of like that one yeah. in a perfect world, but, you know. So what what's your conclusion here on Granger Taylor? Um, I think that... I think that he probably uh, blew himself up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's not really any, uh, not really any evidence to support the others. Um, so, 
Yeah. That's probably what it came to. Yeah. I, I who agree. Knows, I mean, who knows the, why? The, but. the evidence is too strong to make any other yeah. um, well-informed conclusion. Well-informed. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So the, the truth is, though, that nobody is absolutely 100% sure what happened to Granger Taylor. But if the relativity of space and time actually do exist, maybe Granger Taylor is on his way home looking for the perfect place to land his spaceship. Mm. Don't think so, though. Probably not. I think Granger Taylor <laughs> is forever with the angels. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you have a theory about what happened to Granger Taylor, I would love, love to hear it. Send us an email, sandman at parareality.com. Let me know what your thoughts about Granger Taylor are. Maybe you uh, have heard something that Eric and I hadn't been able to dig up. I would love to hear that, mm-hmm. too. So whatever kind of theories you got, let us know. And uh, that about does it for the night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Eric, as always, thanks for being here. Thank you. And before we close it out, listen to this. If you like being scared, just the feeling of your throat tightening in fear, leaving you unable to scream excitement, if the answer to these questions is yes, then you should listen to Scared to Death, Stories of Suspense, Science Fiction, and Horror. Scared to Death airs the third Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Tune in for the fright of your life. <laughs> with the way things are going in the world? Have you always wanted to save whatever was on your mind without having to listen to some bitch about it or suffer any repercussions? Well, me too. That's why I created the Set It Off podcast. I'm sick and tired of the stupidity that's going on around here, and I'm going to let everybody know how I feel about it. So hop on board this train and fasten your seatbelt because I'm about to set it off. Set It Off can be heard on your favorite podcast station. New episodes drop on the fourth Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. You never know what I'm going to say next. Everybody, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode of Parareality. If you want to leave a comment about it or anything else about the podcast, let me tell you how you can get in touch with me here because there are several different ways to do it. And get your pen and paper out because here they are. First of all, the best way, easiest way, Email me. My email address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Eric? World We Live In podcast at gmail.com. Um, Such a short email address. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll just go through them. Twitter at World We Live Pod. Yeah. And you can find me on Instagram at the World We Live In podcast. Yeah, and you know, I, I can't believe, I thought I had followed you on Instagram until the other day. I just made the account. Yeah, but I thought like I followed you. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I didn't until uh, like two days ago. Yeah, I, I got you on there, so we're good. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah, well, I did follow you. So, yeah. yeah. So those are, those are how you can get in, ways you can get in touch with myself and Eric. 
are, are you is world we live in on uh, Facebook as well? No. Okay. It is, but I don't post on there, so I have to take it off. Don't follow me on Facebook. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were. Yeah, I was, but I, I just I haven't been. I'm not okay. a fan of Facebook. Uh, I understand. <laughs> totally understand. Yeah. But, however, you can find Parareality on Facebook. If you just go to facebook.com slash sandman.parareality, that's where you can find my Facebook page. You can post a message on my wall or slide into my DMs if you want, want to do that. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow me there. Both is at uh, ParareoRadio, para both Twitter and Instagram. That's my username, at ParareoRadio. And, of course, you can always call the podcast here on the Secret Bunker on the podcast studio line at 615-692-1170. Leave me a message. But I want you to remember this. If you do decide to leave me a message, you're giving me permission to play your comment back on the podcast so if you don't want that to happen, you'll need to let me know somewhere in your message. Now, I'm always looking for interesting stories for the podcast. So if you've got one that you'd like to get on the show, tell it to me over the voicemail. There's a like a three-minute time limit. So if you run out of time, call back, pick up where you left off. So if you want to get in touch with me, Sandman, Eric from World We Live In Podcast, let's repeat it real quick. My email address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. World we live in podcast at gmail.com. World we live in podcast at gmail.com. Facebook for me, for the podcast, facebook.com slash sandman.parareality. A username on Twitter and Instagram, both at parareelradio. World we live pod on Twitter. And Instagram is the World We Live In podcast. All right. Or you can call us, 615-692-1170. Leave a message on the studio line here in the secret bunker. And don't forget to visit my website, parareality.com. That's a place where you can keep up on all of the latest paranormal news from all around the world because I've got an entire page devoted to strictly to paranormal news, and that content is updated almost daily and you can also shop in the parareality store watch some uh, terrible videos that i've made for the podcast over the years and listen to the podcast archives man i got tons of audio on the website from all the various incarnations of parareality as it's gone throughout the years along with my uh side project podcast set it off and scared to death you can find all of that content for free on the archive section of the website that's www.parareality.com. Make sure you check it out. And Parareality can be heard on your favorite podcast station. All you got to do is just search for Parareality. And if you've got a smart speaker, you can listen there too. All you got to do is just uh, activate any of your favorite podcast skills on your smart device and say, play Parareality podcast. Um, also, I just finally got it worked out to where I'm on Amazon Podcast now. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, it's kind of difficult because you can't say play the Parareality Podcast. You have to say play Parareality Podcast. You can't put the in front of it or it screws it up. That's weird. I know. I should have named my podcast something different apparently. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But just say play Parareality Podcast, um, and you can listen on your favorite podcast station if you've got one of the smart speakers like I do. 
And if you got a YouTube account, you can listen to the podcast there too because I upload all the audio to my podcast account. I've got some great videos on there like some UFO and paranormal documentaries, some chemtrail documentaries, a couple of news segments, and uh, <clears throat> made some over the years I've made some horrible videos for the show. Um, I got those up there just for your viewing pleasure so you can make fun of me. Feel free. I know they suck, but it is what it is, right? So to find the channel, just go to youtube.com slash user slash parareality1. That's the parareality with the number one. Eric, he's back with World We Live In Podcast. Got back. three brand new episodes. When can we hear your podcast and how? Yeah, yeah. Um, usually come out on Fridays. So either the weekend or Friday afternoons will be up. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Back up with my sister. And yeah, yeah we... Uh, did an episode on the Minahune of Hawaii um, and a couple other topics. Can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, we're back. And uh, are you on? You're on all the, all the usual. I'm on all the usual ones: uh, Spotify, right. Apple. I don't believe I'm on Google, but Amazon, um, Spotify, Apple. Yeah. Sweet, great to hear it. Glad to have World We Live in Podcast back. So thank you. Make I sure yep. you check out World We Live in Podcast. Well, the next episode of Parareality will drop on Friday, September the 3rd at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. I'll have another interesting topic for us to investigate, so make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. By the way, you know, I got that uh, really weird voice oh, message. Oh, yeah. I, did. I, I totally forgot about sound. that, to be honest. <clears throat> Haven't received anything yeah. after that. Strange. That was really, really weird. That was, yeah. Yeah. Not sure what really that was about. I may, I may have that. Let's see. What's this? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> what the hell is all that about? I don't know. I mean. I think it was someone just messing with me. You don't think it was that uh, that, that mysterious group that you were trying to get in contact with? I, I, well, I don't. I don't uh, now. Unless, you know, I don't remember it. I don't think I've been turned into a secret government assassin or anything like that. I don't remember. No, you're not a Manchurian candidate? I don't think so. No. Okay. Well. But that's the whole point, right? Yeah, you don't think you are. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's idea. some sort of, uh, what was what was that, uh, that that secret government group? Now I can't remember. Oh, my God. MK Ultra. Oh, yeah, MK Ultra. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm an MK Ultra agent now. I don't know. I mean, that's the whole point is you get indoctrinated and then you don't yep. remember it. So remember. maybe I'm a secret government killing machine that would be awesome <laughs> i might have to leave soon watch out everybody you never know yeah never know what's going to happen here on pair reality never know all right everyone i hope that this podcast opens up your mind to new ways of thinking expands your consciousness and produces a change in the way you see the world if you wish to change you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes only then will you see the true power of the universe. Hope you have a wonderful evening, wonderful weekend. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. And uh, for my co-host, Eric, from Where We Live In Podcast, I'm Sandman. Good night, everybody. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. <laughs>